Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Well, I'm uh, walking up here and, and realizing I'm starting with a story about my wife's pregnancy, and I didn't exactly ask her permission to do this. You give me a thumbs up if it's okay. <laughs> All right, good, thank you. Uh, I don't know what I would have done if she said no, but... Uh, well, when, when Amanda, my wife, uh, was pregnant with our first daughter, May, who was up here being a know-it-all a few minutes ago, uh, we, we were ecstatic. We were elated. Uh, and we couldn't wait to share the good news with our family and friends. But we didn't just want to tell them the good news. You know, we wanted to find a way to deliver that birth announcement with some, some flair, with some pizzazz. Uh, and so we decided to get everyone a gift. We got them coffee mugs. And on each of them was printed a phrase like, I love my grandma, and I love my aunt, and so on. And we wrapped them up and waited till our family was gathered together. And then we watched as they opened their gifts and they realized what they were all about. And the room was filled with loud gasps and shrieks of joy and with smiles and tears and hugs. It was a wonderful moment for us as parents. It was precisely the birth announcement that we had envisioned. I'm not so sure that Mary would say the same thing about the strange and shocking story of her birth announcement in the first chapter of Luke's gospel. First off, the roles in Luke's birth announcement feel somewhat backwards, right? Typically in uh, a birth announcement, like in our story, it's the parents who are the ones doing the announcing. But in this case, it's an angel, Gabriel, who shows up unexpectedly to announce to Mary that she is pregnant. And Mary is understandably perplexed by Gabriel's appearance, and so he then prefaces his announcement by saying, don't be afraid, which is a phrase that we chose not to put on the coffee mugs we gave to our family. <laughs> But the most shocking part of this story is the bit about exactly who this child will be. Gabriel says, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. He will be holy. He will be called the son of God. Now this is, of course, what we as Christians call the incarnation. The idea that somehow, in Jesus, God came into the world in a new way. That the Word became flesh and lived among us. But even though it's the first Sunday in Advent, it's not all about Jesus. Jesus isn't quite here yet, and so today is also about Mary. Now, I know that we in the Protestant church are a little allergic to Mary, aren't we? We tend to think that all the Mary talk is strictly a Catholic thing. But maybe today I can convince you that there is a Presbyterian way to celebrate Mary's role in the Incarnation. So give me a shot and let's look at Mary's final response to Gabriel in the story in verse 37. 
where she says, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. And the Greek word that's translated as servant in this verse is probably a familiar one to you, even if you don't know it, because it's actually become a word that we use in the English language. The word is doula. Doula. And so quite literally, Mary says, here I am, the doula of God. And so now I encourage you to go and tell all of your Catholic friends that Mary is not only the mother of God, she's also God's doula. Now at least 20% of you are probably sitting out there right now wondering, what is a doula? (laughs) Well, the short definition is that a doula is a companion for an expectant mother. Someone who walks with them and supports the mother throughout her pregnancy. But I figured the best way to get a fuller answer to that question this week was to talk to a doula myself. And so I called my friend Jen, who lives in Chicago, who's a mom of three, pregnant with her fourth child, and a practicing doula. And I started by asking her, what does a doula actually do? She explained to me that Adula's primary responsibility is to support and to serve a mother before, during, and after she gives birth. And what that looks like, she said, really depends on what she needs. It might be giving her a massage or offering her a cool compress. It might be just sitting and listening to her worries or offering her words of safety and comfort It might be rubbing Vaseline on her dried-out lips or changing the position of her pillows. And one time, for Jen, it even meant folding the laundry that was laying all over a mom's living room floor while she coached her how to nurse her newborn. But most basically, Jen said, it's about holding space for her, being physically, mentally, and emotionally present to her with words with actions, and sometimes simply with a quiet presence while you hold her hand. Being a doula is really about being present. And that's what Mary does. She is the doula who holds space for God, intimately waiting with God in this pregnant season. And so today I wonder, what can we learn from Mary about our role in this Advent season? What can we learn about how to be doulas for God in the world today, about what it means for us to hold space for God's hope, joy, peace, and love in this anxious and uncertain waiting time? We could approach these questions in many ways, but today as we light the candle of hope on our Advent wreath, I'd like to ask, what can we be, do to be doulas for hope in a world that so desperately needs it? Well, fortunately, I just received a user's manual on hope. And you might think I'm kidding, but I'm not. It's right here. This is a brand new book uh, written by Reverend Marianne uh, McKibben Dana, and it's called Hope, a User's Manual. Uh, And a few weeks ago, I was fortunate enough to be at a gathering of pastors in Louisville, Kentucky, which included Reverend McKibben Dana. 
Uh, and she led us in a, a group uh, discussion and a, a talk on how and where we find and hold on to hope as faith leaders. And I've since started to read her book, and I can tell you that there are so many beautiful ideas in there. Um, Chapters that push back on platitudes about hope that pervade our culture and instead search for a much deeper hope that's rooted in God's real presence. But this morning, I want to focus in on just one simple idea in Marianne's book. And that's the idea that hope is an action, not a feeling. Hope is an action, not a feeling. In her book, she writes, hope is wrapped up in what we make real. Hope isn't what we think. Hope isn't what we feel. Hope isn't even what we imagine is possible. Hope is what we do. In a world where it can feel like real hope can be hard to come by these days, it's encouraging to think that our actions can give birth to hope. But it also feels a little overwhelming, if I'm being honest. Like it's on us to bring hope into the world when the truth is that we don't know where we're going or what we're doing most of the time. But Reverend McKibben Dana offers a hope hack for when we encounter this kind of imposter syndrome. It's called proximate purpose. Proximate purpose gives us the freedom to act without having all the answers or even without knowing the final destination. Proximate purpose is about doing the next right thing. We take the next right action that we think will bring hope. We see what happens. We assess what's needed next. And then we take another action. This is what doulas do. They offer one small act of presence at a time without knowing where it will lead or what will happen in the end. And that's exactly what Mary did when she said yes to being God's doula. She had no idea where this would lead her or what this role would ultimately entail for her, but she said yes. She said, here I am, the doula of God because that's what God needed from her right then and there. We are all capable of being doulas for God, offering a hope that God is still with us, a hope that a different world is still possible, a hope that with God, nothing is impossible. We aren't merely bystanders this Advent. We aren't out in the waiting room. We are right there with Mary. We are doulas of God's hope. This I deliver to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all. Amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.